Hey guys, welcome to the virtual assistant space. I am your host, Bree, a former virtual assistant turned OBM and now VA coach. I want to welcome you to this podcast. First and foremost, you are in the right place if you are looking for a space for virtual assistants. Here we go through topics of the ups and downs of starting your own online business, freelancing to do's, freelancing to don'ts, and honestly, anything and everything in between of learning how to own, operate, start, grow, and manage your online business as a virtual assistant. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everybody. We are back with another guest feature for you guys. Let me just tell you, I'm super excited to interview this lady. Um, She is very, very smart, very savvy, and has been in the exact same place that I'm sure that most of you have started in. Um, We are going to talk today to Miss Melanie Zit. Oh, I said it wrong again. Miss Melanie Ziltner. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So a little backstory for Melanie. She is a virtual assistant and a content strategist with five years of experience in providing administrative support and creating content that helps entrepreneurs grow their businesses. She has grown into a small agency together with a team of highly qualified virtual assistants. She offers a wide range of programs and services from content strategy and creation, general admin, and social media management. Melanie also specializes in helping business owners and entrepreneurs be more organized and efficient. She named her business Tripod Business Services because that's exactly what businesses need. Strong, steady support to keep the big picture clear. So without further ado, everybody, this is Miss Melanie. Hello. 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 How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am awesome. We are recording today on a Friday and Fridays are my favorite days because I start with some yoga and I finish at noon. How about you? Oh, nice. Uh, I'm not that organized, but I have childcare today. So it's a good day. (laughs) I'm going to get stuff done. (laughs) When your childcare is nice and steady on that day, you're like, all right, just make it to Friday. I'll be okay. Yeah. Start the weekend right. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we will go ahead and hop in. Um, First, Ms. Ellie, I would like for you to tell us where you're from um, and what your home life is like. That's, That's always something we're interested in. Right. So I'm, uh, I'm in Canada. I'm just east of Toronto. And so my home life is a little bit chaotic. Mm-hmm. I have a very, very active four-year-old that I, I'm chasing around. And we also have a, uh, a German Shepherd Beagle mix. Um, oh. So he, he's adorable, but again, very active. So I would describe our home life as, uh, as chaotic. We're always, there's always something going on. Okay, you are not alone in that struggle. My son is also four, about to be five in like a month or so. And um, we also have a dog and my husband's, uh, he works full time. He's a first responder and chaos is not the word. I just realized that every now and then you just have to enjoy the quiet moments like our Fridays when our kids are being taken care of by someone else. (laughs) (laughs) In those moments. So um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, as well have those little feet that are pattering around while they're trying to send off their clients' emails. And it is a struggle, um, but it's totally worth it to be there to be able to witness that. So I guess my question, first question would be, how do you handle the chaos? What tips and tricks have you learned or techniques have you learned throughout the years to be able to maintain and honestly scale your business? I have been very fortunate. Um, my little guy still naps. So that is a big thing where I organize 
myself that anything that I really need to focus on is happening in that period. Um, the other thing that I've done is um, calendar blocking and really having it set out that at this time I am going to do this because I just find um, it, it frees up it frees up my brain that I'm not deciding what to do. It's already there, if that makes sense. Um, and then in terms of scaling, lots of lists, lots of lists. Um, I actually, I use Asana and I love it just to be able to keep everything organized. And the one thing that I learned, um, maybe a little later than I would have liked, uh, is getting help at the right time, mm. not waiting until you're drowning and kind of in this um, desperate mindset to just kind of get the first person that comes your way because you need help mm -hmm. a month ago. Um, that's something that as, as I've been scaling, I've really learned is that um, to really start thinking ahead, okay, who's the next person that I'm going to need and when am I going to need them? And then starting to find them before and letting that build up and saying, okay, you know, I can take you on for a few hours a week and it will grow, but giving, and it's, it's fair to that person too, right? Mm -hmm. To not just throw somebody into this trial by fire situation, really um, planning ahead so that everything can kind of onboard more smoothly. Okay. So Was, I want to dig a little deeper on the scaling side, because I know for a fact, there are a couple listeners on here um, that religiously follow that are um, going to wonder about scaling. So when we start talking about scaling, it's always like scale your business to six figures. And that's like what you hear. And you're like, take on all the clients. And then it's like, okay, I've taken on 15 clients. Now what? Like, um, what were some of the steps that you took um, to safely be able to scale your business? Um, one thing was having having a good routine of different things for my clients mm -hmm. so that I could, and having, having, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Procedures written out mm -hmm. because you don't realize, you don't realize the process and how long something will take if you've been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. So to be able to properly explain it to somebody else and say, okay, these are the steps I take. And then I'll usually get somebody like my sister or something to read it through and be like, does that make sense to you as a fresh set of eyes? Mm -hmm. Or do I need to, you know, flesh out certain points? So having written instructions is huge. When you thought about scaling your business, what was the first goal mm -hmm. or the first milestone? A lot of us as VAs, we start out as a single entity, but then once we're high in demand, it's like, all right, I really would like to take on these four new clients, but where the heck do I start? Like, yeah, do I just hire someone full time. And then what? <laughs> yeah. So what I would, what I would recommend is start by making a list of every single thing that you do. And you can even do that by time tracking, like spend a week just writing down literally everything you do. Um, on one hand, you'll feel very accomplished at the end of the week because you'll be like, oh, look at all the things that I do. <laughs> uh, so there's a bonus in that. But also, and then just go through and what are the things that it makes more sense for you to hold on to, mm -hmm. right? Like there's some things that either you love to do them or just at this point, you don't have the bandwidth to explain it to somebody else or maybe your client would feel better 
if it's just you doing that specific thing because of access to, you know, their back end and stuff like that. So make that list and kind of figure out, okay, what is going to have to be yours? Then kind of group together the things that don't have to be yours. And maybe they're the things that um, you just hate doing. The thought of doing them makes you just want to cry. <laughs> Get rid of that stuff. You're a business owner. You can do it. <laughs> it's also um, going through the things that you can kind of batch together. Like, for example, I have a few clients that on the social media side, some of their social media is a template. And so in Instagram, you're just putting different things in a template and that you can kind of like batch together, scheduling social media for different clients. That's easy to batch together. Um, and just trying to figure out what makes sense to be able to hand off to another person. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And when you were going through this process, um, I've had a couple of questions actually from some of my VAs about this. When you went through this process, how did you decide if you were going to be client facing, if you were going to be on the back end, if you were going to let your VA be client facing, how were you able to determine that? Um, I'm a bit of a micromanager and that's personal goals for 2021. (laughs) (laughs) But I found for my own comfort level, especially because it is my business, it is my name on the door. um, It's, it's building trust, right? And I think it's okay to say that I'm going to be client facing right now because we're going to build that relationship and we're going to build that trust. Mm -hmm. And then as you feel comfortable kind of letting somebody else in, I think it really depends on your own personal comfort level and how you, how well you know the person you're hiring. For me, I found it was, I'm going to be client facing for now and we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's awesome. All right. So let's shift some gears here. That was super, super cool. Um, what did you do before you were an entrepreneur? What was your, did you, were you in a nine to five? Did you work for corporate? What was that? Yeah. So I, I was nine to five, um, in a bunch of different administrative roles. Um, I worked for some small companies. I worked for some, some large organizations. I worked for some local government. Um, the last nine to five job I had was actually in a fire station doing their kind of, uh, their admin, which was incredibly interesting. There's so much more to fire stations than we realize. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But it was, it was nice because I had a really wide range of experience and industries mm-hmm. um, to kind of tap into. So being in a nine to five, obviously very interesting fields. You were able to do quite a bit. What, I guess, pulled you to the path that you chose now? My son, I, yeah, while I was pregnant was, was, I had thought about being a VA before, but I had never really felt motivated Mm -hmm. to take it on. Um, And there's something about having, having a child that just changes so many things in your worldview. Um, And I just knew for myself that, um, that I wanted to be around and I wanted to have that flexibility Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, to be there as my child grew up. Yeah. So after going through business, now you've been in business for five years, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think has been a major challenge in business? And I know that you had mentioned talking about the like employee mindset, going into that entrepreneurial mindset, um, and then having the confidence to set the tone for your relationships. Um, Can you go into detail a little bit more there? 
Yeah. And I think it's something specific um, in a VA role, because as an admin, you're so used to being, um, I don't want to use the word subservient because that's got kind of a negative tone to it, but right. you're not, you're not the one calling the shots in that role. You're offering support. And I think there's something um, that I've had to build about going to my clients and saying like, yes, you are my client and you are in charge of your business, but I've been doing this for a long time. This is my expertise. Mm -hmm. So we can, you know, obviously be flexible for your client's needs, but coming in and saying, this is my zone of genius. So when I'm recommending X, Y, and Z, it's because I've seen this play out. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving advice and recommendations on how we should do things. Mm -hmm. coming from a place of knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Establishing the authority without coming across yes. or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they're two completely different businesses. Your client clearly has their own. That's their baby, right? Your business is your baby, but they hired you because you're the expert. So you have to run the ship, right? And they have to trust that you'll be the greatest captain ever. Exactly. And it's, um, it takes practice to be able to kind of say that with that tone of authority, like you're saying, mm -hmm. um, because we all, it's that imposter syndrome, everybody doubts themselves, yep. you know. Yep. Um, but it's that practice of saying it and being able to draw on examples mm -hmm. and say like, this is what I did for another client. And this is how it worked out. Mm -hmm. That kind of, um, the proof is in the pudding. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're coming to the proof. With, Correct. Yeah. With Absolutely. proof. So you mentioned that you have done a little bit of mindset work. What type of mindset work do you do? A lot of, a lot of podcasts, a lot of reading, a lot of um, speaking to the people that I aspire to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I think part of it too, is talking to those people and hearing them say, yeah, that's how I felt too has its own power. Mm. I don't know. Sometimes we think that because I feel this way, it's what I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's really important to have that, you know, our feelings are not facts and we are not stuck in our feelings, you know, like giving ourselves permission to grow and to say that like, okay, maybe I feel this way today, but that's not how I have to feel forever. I also have like a thousand sticky notes of <laughs> positive messages everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it is, I think it's the consistency of it too. Mm -hmm. um, it's like our brain is like any other muscle, right? When we're not exercising it, we're losing that, right? So just kind of taking those moments every single day to to work on that mindset. It doesn't have to be like a whole process, but just a five minute reading something positive, listening to something nice, you know, Absolutely. to put ourselves every day. In fact, yeah. actually, so I, I read, I, you know, do my devotionals in the morning. I do my affirmations. I've got a little book that like prompts me to do affirmations. Cause I'm not very good at like doing all that. So I just need to like prompt. Um, but I also just recently, I've been obsessed with Shein or Sheen. I don't know how people want to pronounce it. It's like this online website and they have clothes and stuff for your house. So anyway, um, just speaking to that, like mindset and fear and the fact that you have to do something every day, not something major, but a little bit of something every day to remind yourself that yes, I am enough. I am validated. I am a professional. I am, you know, able to be here, um, 
So what I did was I ordered, they had this like little sign and it was literally a dollar 50. Okay. It's like one of those little <laughs> sticky signs you put on your walls. Um, I've got a bunch of them around my office, but the one that stuck out to me was, it says, what are you waiting for? And yeah. I always say that, like when I'm coaching my clients or my students, whoever I'm coaching and working with, I'm like, what are you waiting for? Why are you waiting to publish your book? Why are you waiting to make that social media post? Why are you waiting to go live? And then when it comes to us and our business, we're like, oh no, I'm not ready yet. I'm going to wait to do this because I'm not ready or I'm not there yet, or I don't know enough yet. And in all actuality, you do, um, Mm -hmm. you're just in a different phase, maybe than the person who's been here longer. Um, so that was one thing that I had to do. And I love that you say that you have sticky notes around your house and things to remind you (laughs) because you have to remind yourself that you are totally worthy, totally enough smart enough, capable enough. It's really just a question of what are you waiting for? What, why? Are you ready to learn the skills, strategies, and tools you need to work from home as a virtual administrative assistant? Come with me and learn how to leave your nine to five in only seven weeks. VA Fast Track is a seven week course that not only teaches you how to leave your nine to five, but also gives you the foundation for building a successful freelancing business as a virtual assistant. For more info, check us out at theracscreative.com forward slash VA dash fast dash track, T-R-A-K. Exactly. And I think that was so many things looking back now where I was saying to myself, I'm not ready. But the reason I wasn't ready was because I wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? So fast forward like six months, a year later, Mm -hmm. I wasn't any more ready. I just did it and got ready. You know what I mean? The only thing that changed was that I wasted time that I really didn't need to. Um, You know, you wish you could go back in time and just kind of, you know, slap yourself upside the head. (laughs) Just do it. Could go back in time. What would you tell yourself and, or I guess do to yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Kicking the butt. Um, (laughs) No, going back in time, um, I think I would tell myself that my people are out there and they will pay what I'm valued at. I think that was one thing that I really did wrong in the beginning was undercharging myself Mm -hmm. um, because I thought people wouldn't pay. And I just I wish I hadn't had such a, um, a desperation in that way. I really wish I would have seen my own value. Um, and it's you learn, right? Oh. <laughs> Live it, learn it. But that's one thing that going into it, I wish I wish I had have priced myself differently. And I think that's a mistake a lot of us make mm-hmm. is that we just were so keen to get that first client we really um, that we, we treat ourselves as a bargain, right? And we really shouldn't. Nope. That's, that for me, (laughs) like go through my coaching, that step right there, I feel like is almost like a rite of passage, right? (laughs) That to say, oh, heck no, like that's never happening again. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we reach for that and we always go to, you know, let me discount my service or offer it at a lower price because I really want this client or barter and offer something for free just to get someone on my roster. And um, we do that because we feel, I guess, once that person's on our roster, once that contract is signed, we are validated. We are officially this entrepreneur who is kicking butt, taking names. And in all actuality, we're doing such a disservice to ourselves in, yeah. you know, bringing our value down so low when you really are worth 
what you should be charging. And we know that we feel that when we do it, it feels icky. Yeah. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Learn and, from mistakes. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, something I heard, I can't remember where I heard it now, but it was like, you're doing a disservice to your actual dream client. The person that you are built to be working with mm -hmm. is out there and you're not finding them because you're wasting time with, with this bargain bin nonsense. You know what I mean? Just to, just to feel better about it. Right. Yeah. You're actually, there's, there's the other people that are missing out on you because, because of that. And I'm just in that service mindset way. It really, it really resonated with me because it is there is someone out there that's, that's waiting for the Mel factor <laughs> that, that might not be finding us because, because I wasn't, um, because I wasn't being smart, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. I feel that. All right. So we're getting close to the end, right? Um, before we wrap out though, I do want to know what are three tips in business that have helped you to achieve success um, that you'd like to share? Content batching. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. <laughs> Content batching. Um, and it's kind of the, the irony of it, because especially for us, like we're doing social media and content for our clients, and then we don't focus on ours. So we're oh. like this, the equivalent of a mechanic with a rusty car or something. <laughs> but it's a mechanic with a rusty car. <laughs> but it's that I find that if it's like, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to spend a couple hours and get ahead and do a bunch of it at once, instead of just kind of hodgepodge, mm -hmm. it feels better. It runs more smoothly. That is a game changer content batching. <laughs> Using some kind of system, Asana, Trello, ClickUp, whatever, having something that's keeping your tasks organized total game changer. Um, and then again, starting to grow and starting to bring on people before, before you really, really need them. Mm. That's my, that's my three. Yeah. Um, with one thing that you said that just super stuck out to me with the content batching. And I think that it's something that you can probably speak to as well. So it feels like whenever I set aside time to work on my business, whether it's batching content or working on my side or, you know, doing something for my business inside of working hours, um, I want to know your thoughts on this. So how do you feel when you do set aside that time? Because I know initially in the beginning, um, as my early VA days, I felt guilty for setting aside an hour or two and saying, oh, I'm not going to work on client number one. I'm going to work on my business, but I know I have these deadlines and I would feel so guilty mm -hmm. about setting aside the time to work on my business. But it came back to bite me in the butt um, eventually when it was like, hey, you've done nothing for your business. And now, <laughs> now you need more clients and no one knows what you do. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you can speak to that, if you've experienced that, but that really stuck out to me. And I, I wanted to make it a point that it is OK to set aside. It is. And it's, um, it's something that I read that just was one of those mic drop moments where it's like, go from having a business to running a business. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, dang, um, because that is part of your job, mm -hmm. right? Like, sometimes we think about it in too much of a linear way where it's like, okay, I'm not making money right now, mm -hmm. right? In that direct client work way, but investing in your business and having 
running your business means that you have to do those things. You have to be your own chief of marketing and your own chief financial officer. You have to be those roles because that is part of your job, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's understanding that, that running your business, um, even if you're not seeing that immediate return on investment that in the same way that we do when we are working on client work, right, right. it is, it is part of, it is part of the job. It is what you need to do. So I think it's just changing how you view it as this is a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're doing a few, a favor for future you. Yes. You know, yes. like yesterday I did a bunch of my own August content mm-hmm. and future Mel is thrilled <laughs> that she does not have to worry about that. No, you no. know, when that post comes up and it's like, Oh, Future Mel's gonna be like, man, that was a good one. Thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> High five myself. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's um, it's being kind to your future self too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. So is there anything else that you'd like to discuss before we wrap out today? One thing I kind of stumbled upon that I find really good for finding people to work with is I ask them, what is one thing? One, what's your biggest work pet peeve? What is something I would do with us working together that would just drive you absolutely nuts? And I find the answers really help you gauge what you, how you work with that person going forward, Mm -hmm. right? So for example, if somebody's like, I hate not having clear instructions. Like I really just want to know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Then that's not the person that you're going to be giving creative collaborative things too. Correct. And that's fine. Right? Like that's if the your personality is your personality, but it's important to know um who people are going into it and just kind of working working with that instead of trying to mold somebody into something they're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I find people people are the best versions of themselves when they are themselves. <laughs> right <laughs> so why you know um why why try and force an uncreative person to be creative when actually they're so great at that nitty-gritty detailed stuff mm-hmm. versus why force somebody who has fantastic ideas but isn't as detailed you know what I mean just work with the people they are and you're going to get their greatness mm-hmm. and so I find that's a really helpful question to ask what would because I find people will be more, um, if you say, what are you good at? Mm-hmm. Or like, what are the things that you enjoy? I feel like people give you the answer that you kind of want to hear. But okay. if you're like, okay, I really want to know what's going to drive you nuts. You kind of get a truer sense of who they are. Absolutely. And to take that idea just for our VAs who are looking for clients, right? Because obviously knowing what the pet peeve is, is great. If you are hiring, if you are scaling, but to flip that on its head and go the other way, knowing what your pet peeves are will also help you to figure out who your ideal clients are. Mm. So for me, I, I know for a fact, I don't like nitty gritty as I mean, I, I do it, but it's not something that I'm like, give me all the nitty gritty. No, I want those big ideas. So when I transition my business from VA to OBM, I realized that nitty gritty was on the VA side for me and the jobs that I was taking and the more creative out of the box thinking was on the OBM side. So I started offering OBM services and now the clients that I work with, I'm like, okay, there's this big machine and I think it's going to work like this and like this, 
let's hire this person and that person to do that part. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to think of more creative ways that we can make this work flawlessly. So yeah, think about and that. And I think that's, mm-hmm. sorry, no, sorry no. I cut you off. No, I was going to say too. And I think that you can even ask your clients, you know, what is it about me that you that keeps you working with me? Why do you work with me? And I think you'll get kind of an insight into yourself because there might be things that you really don't see within yourself mm-hmm. that your client is like, you, that's your superpower. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know. <laughs> yeah. And when you're looking for clients, I mean, even if you know for a fact, like I said, that you don't like nitty gritty or big out of the box, when you look for that job, when you're looking on, you know, Upwork or wherever you're looking, um, to find clients for yourself. If they say this job is going to be nitty gritty, blah, 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 blah. And you look at it and you're like, well, I just want another client. No, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a good fit for you. You need to know <laughs> what you actually enjoy doing, because if you don't enjoy doing it, I promise you, you won't be with that client for long. It's going to be no. very quick. <laughs> no. And life's too short. You don't need that. Uh, no, that stress. <laughs> no, only go for what you enjoy. I promise you. Yeah. You'll be so much happier in the long run. Absolutely. All right, Miss Melanie, anything else you want to add? This was, this was really fun. Yeah. Best place to find me Instagram. My handle is Mel the word nerd. <laughs> so you can find me there. It's, uh, it's a, the best description of myself. <laughs> I absolutely love that. All right, guys. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap up here for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you were able to take away a few key points that can help you grow your business. Until next time, we will see you guys later. All All right, right. Melanie. Bye. Thank you guys so much for being here. It means the world to me that you not only want to be a part of this community as freelancers, that you're also trying to improve your business daily. All right, that is it for today. As always, you can catch me on Instagram at Brie underscore creative. But remember that eight and that A make a switch. You can also find me on Facebook in our virtual assistant creative community and on our website, theraxcreative.com. Have a beautiful afternoon, morning, or evening, whenever you're listening. And remember, you can do all things. You just have to remember that you are blessed, less stressed, and you're ready to impress. Bye, guys.